You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. Hey, Holly Cotton here, host of Beyond Fit. And I'm super excited today because I have a special guest today named Dustin Moreland, who is actually the owner of Rare Breach Gym here in Houston, Texas. Welcome, Marlon. How you doing? And the reason why I wanted to have Marlon on the show is because I get tons of questions and fitness questions and feedback about fitness and owning a gym and the struggles and stuff like that. So I wanted to actually get an expert to give us the inside scoop on what it's like to own a gym, what it's like to own a gym in a huge city with a lot of competitors and things like that. Marlon, first, just tell us about who you are. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm, uh, well, of course, Dustin. My last name is Marlon, but I always go by Marlon. But I, uh, just to get started, I really, I started off in fitness. I always worked out, played sports, you know, growing up. And I got into competitions, physique competitions. I did a couple shows just to kind of get a feel of uh, what it's like, uh, you know. But I, I mean, I liked it. It's something I love to do. But then, of course, I had a little background on me. I, I worked for a company and I decided to start training. I get my certification and start learning about this, this everything that has to do with fitness and learning how to actually train for different clients, you know. But, you know, you got to learn everybody, body types are different. It, it's, it's a challenge within itself. But I trained at a gym for a while. Actually, long story short, I won't go too much into detail, but my actual had a brother who had started training at a gym. So I started training with him. So over the years, we did that and just, you know, uh, we went our separate ways and I started to open up my gym. Uh, it's something that I always want to do and it's something that I just looked into and I just decided to do it. I love that. And, you know, I always talk on my shows about finding your passion and mm-hmm. run it to the ground. <laughs> so yeah. if you want yeah. to do something... Go for it. And I'll just let any of the listeners know that I actually went to Rare Breeds when it like first opened Mm -hmm. and to see your growth is like, I love to see it. (laughs) I love love everyone winning. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the first questions that I wanted to ask. Like when you decided in your brain that I'm going to open a gym, what was the thought process first of how did you decide to start and what did you want to really focus on with your gym to kind of make it stand out from all the other gyms? Yeah. So at the time I used to go to a lot of gyms working out, try to get a feel for like how different gyms operate and stuff like that. When I first started out, it was just, like I said, it was just a, a dream idea that I had, you know, but I always had like a, a layout of how I want my gym, the whole concept. So I want to really incorporate, of course, a commercial style gym with like, like a, you know, like a CrossFit, CrossFit type style too, like a, like more of an open floor plan, like what I have right now, you know, I have kind of like both sides, open floor plans, but of course I have the equipment and all the other stuff. So, I mean, that was initially what I want to do going into getting the gym. Uh, at first, like me, I used to like really just doubt myself all the time. And, you know, of course, with you opening a business for yourself, you always going to have doubts. And so, I mean, I used to talk to other people and, and ask for opinions and stuff like that. But of course, when you talk to other people, you have some people, 
they'll, they'll, they'll go with you. Some people will have positive comments. Some people have negative comments. But it's all constructive criticism. And ultimately, it's just up to you, or up to me, what I want to do. And so I decided to continue. I had support from my family and friends. And it's just something I decided to do. And ever since then, it's like I met the right people. I had the right people. Very in my important. Circle. Your proximity, right. your circle, oh, yeah. that yeah. determines you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything. And so I just, like I said, I just, I'm just blessed to have the right people that has my back. And I get to work around them every day. Like I said, just starting off, it's just been a challenge, but it'll work out. Everything so let good. me ask you this Marlon is like, you know what? I'm going to open me a gym. <laughs> let me figure it out. Babe, can I open a gym? All right, let's roll with it. <laughs> so <laughs> so then what was like the first thing after that? How did you decide on a location? Because I know location is key, especially in right, a big right. city like Houston. So like, what was your thought process of, of how to, you know, get like, just drop a few gems for anyone that might be yeah. sitting there and that's listening and they're like, oh, I might want to open a gym. Mm-hmm. What was the first things that you really focused on? Well, location was was a challenge. The main thing I'll focus on too is is like the, the pay. You want to start off with initial goal, you know, as far as um, how much money you want to put in for equipment and everything like that. And, you know, you got to think about the, the rent and the stuff like that. If you if you're renting property from anybody else, like I had considerations about, I have a warehouse type gym right now, but also has been looking at like storefronts. But I, I just really been looking around and honestly, the location I found, it was, I feel like I, it was five locations I've been looking at. And it was I really all around Houston. Like, so I live in Missouri City part of Houston. So I looked around there. I decided not to go in Missouri City. They have a lot of gyms around the area. Southwest 80 side where I grew up at. You know, they got a lot of gyms around that area. Like, I, I literally work for a company out here uh, close to the north side of town. And me driving over here every day, I realized they don't have a lot of gyms on this side of town. So me looking on this side of town, though, it was convenient for me because work, you know, so the commute from work and then going to the gym, it would have benefited me a whole lot. I, I focused on this side of town and I found a gym like literally, it's easy access right off the beltway. And so that's the right. main thing I was focused on too, is access. I didn't want something like too deep to where people had a hard time trying to find it or mm-hmm. they had to go out their way 30, 40 minutes to get there. I wanted it to be, you know, convenient for everybody else. So location I'm at right now, like it was a chance and I was hesitant on it, but I had to make a choice. So I just went ahead and decided to just go with where I'm at and it worked out. Yeah, it did. And for anyone that's never been to Marlon's gym, one, you can follow him on Instagram and you can see all the little tags in the videos. But Mm -hmm. Marlon's gym is like he said, it's like a warehousey film. But then because it's like in like the industrial area, you have that outside. And I think that's one of the things that really sets your gym apart from other gyms, because you can go outside and work people. 
You can have inside and work people. Yeah, just because you have an idea in your head doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. So yeah, you definitely Mm -hmm. laid out those things looking forward towards, okay, if I have growth, can I grow in this space? I don't want to have to relocate in a year. So I think you did good. One of the other things I wanted to sidebar about when you were talking about your training and your idea and your expertise, I wanted to talk to the audience about what I love seeing at your gym. Because Mm -hmm. one, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm a big workout person. And I'm like, yeah. we're not picking up five pound weights over here. We're pushing, nah, we're yeah. doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weight over there. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I love that when I look at your gym, when I look at yeah. your trainers, because you push women to get out of their comfort zones. Right. And I right. love to see that because a lot of gyms aren't doing that. You mm-hmm. see a lot of the trainers in other gyms and they're doing a lot of cardio and they're doing stuff. But no, you guys are like straight gutter. Like you like pick up that yeah, bar. Girl, go get put the 40 bars on that sled. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. And is that kind of like uh, something that your training style or is that something new that you just kind of learned along the way? No, it's just my style of training. Like, of course, like when I have new clients coming in, I don't just throw a whole bunch of weights on. I'm like, hey, just lift this, you know? So, yeah. So, of course, I started at the basics and week after week, like we increase the intensity. I had a little weight here, a little weight there. But, you know, they do have doubts coming in. But eventually they start liking the results because I, I always love training with weights. I hate just straight doing cardio to me like a lot of clients come in they have they have certain goals in mind and the certain goals they have in mind uh doing cardio doesn't meet to their expectations keep telling y'all right (laughs) yeah so always always weights are always added you know right well i love that like i said and that's that's definitely unique and i i I just love that because sometimes i'll see someone on my explore page or something and I'll, I'll recognize your logo from their video yeah, yeah. and I see them and they are like so excited because a lot of times women don't think strength as their goal. They're right, like, I want right. to lose weight. I want to do this. So that's good. I love that. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. Another question kind of going off of that, when we were talking about having a circle and having Mm -hmm. proximity, you can't be a gym owner without a good circle. So I know that you have a lot of trainers that Mm -hmm. work out of your gym and teach classes and things like that. What are some of the things that you look for When you're trying to allow someone into your gym to be a trainer, what are the qualities? Well, I kind of like our gym. You've been to it. So I like that family vibe type environment where everybody comes in the gym, like everybody's introduced to everybody else. So they, anybody comes to Real Breeze, like y'all get to know everybody in a week's time, you know, like all the trainers. So I like the family vibe. So the trainers that come in there, like I trust them. They always voice their opinions. Everything that they want to incorporate, I'm always with it. I don't ever downplay anything like that. So the trains that come in there, I, I always like them to be vocal. I like them to interact with everybody else. When they come in there, if I look for new trainers or new trainers that try to apply with their real breeds, I just kind of get a feel for them. Because at first you meet somebody, you don't really know 
what that person's like. When it comes to the gym, I kind of get a feel for you know how to interact with the different clientele, their own clientele, and the other trainers. So for someone that's like thinking about it or just like just having a random question or maybe it's a thought, can you just explain how important having the right trainers to the success of a gym is? Because like you said, you were somewhere, you didn't like the vibes, you didn't like it, you don't like the people. How important is having that right team? It is very important. Everybody has their, they have their own expertise in what they're doing. Like everybody is skilled some type of way. So they are, everybody, they, all the trainers there, they bring something different to the table and they challenge, when they bring something different to the table, they challenge the other trainers. So everybody got up the game. A lot of trainers we have right now, it's, it's always like they're, they always have any kind of ideas, like different challenges for their clients, for other trainers and, you know, for other clientele that comes within the gym. Everybody stay on their toes like twenty four seven. Like it's it's always it's always been like that, and uh, it'll continue to be like that. Especially everybody right. that comes in there. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So if anyone's listening, basically, Marlon's saying you have to have a circle that you can trust because not only are they running the gym whenever you're not there, right, but right. they're also a reflection of you. So if yeah. I walk in and Marlon has a hot mess <laughs> there <laughs> even though he's not there i'm already like mm, this might not be it. right 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't the, like the, that. <laughs> no but the trainers there like i like i consider myself a owner right or, or a boss i consider them as owners the boss they have their own brands you know they they still even though they represent rare breeds they still represent their brands as suit so it's like they have everything in their best interest. I just keep a tight circle and it's been working out since, like with everybody, to tell you the truth. Right, yeah. right. Because you guys just celebrated what, one year, two year? Yeah, it's matter of fact, it's about to be two years in June. It's about to be right. two years. Yeah. And you got so you guys went from opening to now hosting Ebony Fit yeah, uh, yeah. lift party. For yeah. for major events, right, right. So that's and pretty good. Shout out, shout out to Bam. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always networking. Yeah. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> you never stop. <laughs> right, right. Very- Question: When we're talking about the gym and longevity and all of the foundations and things like that, mm-hmm. what are some of the unexpected expenses that you were like, holy crap? That's it, it's a <laughs> it, it's a lot. I'm not gonna lie about that. It's a lot. From for one, when we first started, it's like during the pandemic. So I found the actual location, and you know, I signed all the paperwork and everything like that. Then boom, you know, Houston was like, we can't open up. You know, right? Cold time. Yeah. So even though we couldn't open up, I had to still pay bills, and so I had no money coming in, but the bills were still accumulating. So that was a challenge in itself. Is like we had a budget. I mean, that budget was it started depleting after a while. But when we did open up, even though the pandemic was still going on, you still had people still coming in and signing up and wanting to be trained and stuff like that. So it didn't stop. But on top of that, another expense is like when you add more trainers. Of course, mm-hmm. these trainers they they have. Like, I don't keep a cap on the clientele, how many people they could train at one time. So when they have group classes and they have multiple trainers training at one time, it's like no equipment, you know? So it's like, I got to get more equipment. So that's another expense right there in itself. It's like, okay, 
So we got to get more equipment just so uh, all the trainers can have exactly what they need. Because we don't want clientele coming in and trainers have a whole workout plan and they have nothing to work with. Right. So, you know, that and then like What about like you know, utilities? Like how That's much? Saying, light bills is crazy. <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to say, how much is your electric bill? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. It's like, you know, lights are on 24-7. Like, I like. Like Bam, Bam is there from four o'clock in the morning. Jay's four o'clock in the morning, and I have some trainers don't leave until nine, ten o'clock at night. So all day, you know, lights are on, and so when I get these bills. It's like, it like you know, <laughs> it's it's unexpected. So you, <laughs> you know, well. you go in the house and start turning off, <laughs> right, turn the right. TVs off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm start taking light bulbs out. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, 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 y'all need to start using a little uh. <laughs> Lantern lights. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I need <laughs> to be real with you. Right. But yeah, yeah, light light bills hit. They hit hard. <laughs> right, right. I just wanted to just do something um like ask you about your personal life really quick. I know everyone sees us as these business people. They don't really know that we also have another life. <laughs> I'm going to have a little snip of our interview. I don't know what part yet, but it'll okay. be us talking just as a little promo. So I know the ladies are going to be like, oh my God, he fine. <laughs> Who is that? Girl, hook me up. One, Marlon is happily married. <laughs> and I know that that is a challenge. Because women do come in and it's like, it's a rarity to see a man that takes care of himself, that's doing Mm -hmm. stuff. So I know you, you know, get off of me, get off of me. Just let us know because you're happily married. How, what is it? Mm -hmm. 10, 12 years? What anniversary Uh, did you just- Why are you going to put me on the spot like that? (laughs) Okay. It's double digits. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's been married for a long time. (laughs) And I think 13. 13. 13. Okay, okay. Yes. I I know I had seen like a a picture or something not too long ago. Uh How does that work? Because I know one, you have to have a lot of trust. And two, the last thing you want is for your wife to ever feel like something is going on. Like you want to know, babe. I'm at work fixing light bulbs at four o'clock. I promise you. <laughs> so how is that being married and being able to keep a healthy relationship? Because I know a lot of times people think personal trainers are like the hoochie group. Yeah, <laughs> Girls yeah. and boys. Both re- both yeah. <laughs> so give us some tips, like just a little insight about how to balance that work life and having a personal life. It's, it's definitely a challenge. I'm not going to lie about that, you know. But, I mean, you got to take care of home, first off. And that's that comes first. Wife, kids. Even though I'm at home, like, I'm, I'm literally gone from 5 to 9 every day. 5 in the morning. I don't get home until about 9.30 at night. They, of course, they know that. But it's the, the quality time, especially with the wife. She got to make sure she's first. So, you know, communication with her at all times. With the kids. Uh, like weekends, if I'm at the gym, like my time is, is their time. I got to make sure that they're priority above all. As far as support, I mean, the kids, they all support what I do. They love what I do. You know, they love coming to the gym as well. My wife, same thing with her. She has her own business, so most times she's occupied with that. But she understands outside from my job, outside from her job, it's, it's home first. So right. and we have our ups and downs like everybody, but, you know, it. 
ultimately it works out. Right, right. And I think that's a big thing. You have to have that support system. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that is why people do have those rocky situations because maybe the person doesn't believe in them or they don't support them. And what people don't know, because even though I'm a nurse and I got all this other stuff, I still, I'm an entrepreneur too. So I have to have someone that's understanding when my brain starts going, thinking about something, I'm not ignoring you. Uh, but I'm right. in focus mode. <laughs> I'm, I'm zoned out right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, the and then also, right. And then also, just like I could tell you, like being a nurse and being a trainer too. When yeah. I'm in that mode, I don't look at the person as even somebody that's attractive or sexual or anything. Like I'm like, right. we getting this work. Like I'm not looking yeah, at it like that. That's all. Yeah, and everybody kind of thinks, oh, well, you around these fine women and doing all of this? Yeah, I tell me. <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> right, but you so zoned. you like, no, I'm that's trying it. to get you finer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, that's my job. Did you hired me for? Like, exactly. I'm, I'm you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. Okay. The last question that I wanted to say, like, how do you market to get more clients and to keep that growth? Like, what's your structure about that? Because a lot of times people will come up with an idea and it's uh-huh. like this and then they keep it here and they don't think long term for growth or bring in more right. money. So what's so, kind of like your strategy for that? that? See, that's that's my challenge as far as the business goes. This is the marketing. You know, it's always about marketing, getting your business out there and stuff like that. It's just, of course, social media is is big, TikTok, any, any kind of social media, Instagram and all that stuff. So it's easy to market on those platforms. It's a challenge to, to keep it going. Right. Like, of course, like you, like people like, like seeing your workout and stuff like that, but they also want to see what what are you doing for the clients? Like their the results, now, wh- where they start, you know what they're doing right now, how they progress and stuff like that. And so it's a it's a challenge for me because it's something I'm still learning how to do. Uh, even though it's going on two years, it's still a learning process. I'm still trying to learn the the ups and downs of how to run a business. My first business I ever ran, so it's I, I do have a lot of help, but it's just a, it's a challenge within itself. And so marketing is one of my weaknesses but it's something that um i learn on every day how to put the gym out there how to you know pretty much put rare breeds on the map because especially like if i want to uh let's say uh the plans of getting a location in the near future or even expanding i i I want that that clientele to keep coming through i want rare breeds i want people to know what rare breeds about the culture of rare breeds and so yeah it's just it's, it's a challenge Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's like you said, it's a a learning process, especially whenever you're the financer. Like a lot of times people will maybe the wife starts a business, but the husband is back in it. So you're you're like, hey, if it doesn't work out, no big deal. And it's like your ish (laughs) and you don't have a fallback. Right, right. I mean, if anything you do in life, like you want to work out, right? Like you all put yep. all into it to make sure it's successful, right? You're gonna have ups and downs in it. But I always told myself, like, when I start this, I'm gonna do my best to make it successful. If it doesn't, if 
if it's not successful and it does fail, which, you know, I'm hoping it, it doesn't in the future, you know, um, I'm proud of myself for even going forward and trying something that usually everybody know me. I don't, I don't go out on a limb and, and just try to do stuff. Like I'm like, I'm always in the thought process. I always think about mm. like the future, like the what ifs. Right. And so like, uh, like my wife's always tell me, she stop thinking about what ifs, you know, just go for right. it. You know, right. Like those what ifs will, will keep you down and not have you pursue anything you want to do in life. So the marketing, all that stuff is just a child in itself, but. Right. Well, I do think that one of the Mm -hmm. things that you guys really have going for you that Mm -hmm. is like kind of informal marketing is the like the lift parties and the events because that's gets that gets a lot of word of mouth that maybe people don't follow you. And and that's going back to where I say you have you could trust who's in your circle, like uh, the lift parties. That's something that that bam introduced when he first started working with Rare Breeds, you know, and ever since then, like, he just been you know, he's been on, on it. Mm-hmm. and so that's bringing a lot of attention to, to Rare Breeds, where we have different events and we all going to have more events coming up and I will advertise those events on social media once we get uh, dates and stuff figured out, but right, yeah, but okay. continue to do those things and mm-hmm. yeah, those those type of marketing stuff that will bring more attention to the, to the gym. Right. Right. Wrap up with how people can get in touch with you. Give us your gym address, phone number, social media handles, how they can get in touch with you. And I'll also have your information listed in my podcast notes. So you guys who are listening, you can also look in the notes all the time and find the links as well. Okay, so uh, for social media, Instagram, you have uh, Rare Breeze Gym. We also have a YouTube, Rare Breeze Gym on YouTube. The address is uh, 6030 Britmore Road, Houston, Texas, 77041. Uh, we're located at Unit B. We're literally, if you look it up, we're literally right off of I-10 and the Beltway. Uh, it's, it's easy access. But other than that, uh, we do have a website. Rare Beach Gym website as well. You can look us up on uh, Google as well, too. Okay, good. Good. Good information. All right. So if you're in the Houston area, make sure you check out Rare Breeds Gym. What I always do with my show in the conclusion is I do something called a life check. If you guys have read my book, day one, available on all platforms <laughs> and an e-course. But in my book, I always have things things called life checks. And basically what it does is summarizes some of the important things that we've talked about thus far, kind of reiterated some good points so that you can take the information that we're sharing and implement it in some kind of way into your life. So today's life check, one, I wanted to reiterate that we talked about if you have a partner, make them a priority. (laughs) If you want to get supported, Make them a priority. And it's just important to make sure that you don't forget you have a personal life as well as your business life. And another thing that I wanted to reiterate that Marlon said, and I say all the time, is how important it is to breathe life into your own goals. When you have an idea, 
You have to believe in it so hard that you don't care. Nobody can take it away from you. You're like, I don't care if you believe in me or not, because guess what? I'm going to open me a gym or I'm going to do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that that thought is in your idea, that idea idea in your head, take it and run with it and believe in it 100%. And then finally, when you are trying to open up a business, be prepared for those unexpected expenses. A lot of times, (laughs) right. A lot of times people get discouraged or they have failures on something that could be so great because they misconstrue their budget, they underestimate. So don't give up, just be a little bit more prepared and keep pushing as we all go beyond the fit.